0: Your choice is simple, join us and live in peace, or pursue your present course and face obliteration.
1: Hello there, welcome to Skeptics and Believers, a paranormal podcast. On tonight's show, we'll be talking about the Bell Witch. So sit back, and we hope you enjoy the show.
2: Yes, thank you, Matthew. We are going to be talking about the Bell Witch on this, the first episode of season four of Skeptics and Believers. So, for those who don't know, what are you looking at each other like that for? Because you did you say season four? The
3: kids, the kids in the film, it well, it was easier for them to escape that clown than it was.
1: <laughs> the kid, the kids from the film, it weren't born when we started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably not. So, yeah, for, for anyone who doesn't know, so this, we're going to go into the story of the Bell Witch, but the Bell Witch is the inspiration for, uh, like, the Blair Witch and a whole host of films called The Bell Witch. So, yeah, this, this as usual, is an American tale. It goes back to 1804 in a place called Red River, Tennessee, which is now known as Adams, Tennessee. It centres around a family... Called the Bells, who moved from North Carolina to Tennessee to start a life of farming, as you do. Oh, what was the word for them? Pilgrims, uh, slave owners. Yeah, slave owners. Oh, yeah. We'll, well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Pioneers. Pioneers?
0: Not in. That's a bit late for pioneers, isn't
1: it? This is like the early 1800s, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think America had been settled by the white man, by which we mean stolen from natives. So not pioneers. A, a good, a yeah, good no, 200 years before I think, I think
3: pioneers is that. the right term. Pioneers is like the word expat. okay.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they, they moved from North Carolina to Tennessee and John Bell, the patriarch of this family, bought a small, like, farmland area and then over the years built that up to, like, a 324-acre plot of land that he used primarily for farming. So this all focuses around John Bell and his family. So it all kind of kicks off in 1816 where another farming family in the area called the Batts, the patriarch of that family, a Frederick Batts, had a really bad accident, which meant he was disabled and he couldn't work. So to make ends meet, they started selling off parts of the farmland and John Bell, bought a large chunk of farmland for not a lot of money. So the Bat family were not happy about this. They felt like he'd extorted them. He'd robbed them of money that they needed because he bought it for a lot less than the land was worth. So this started building some animosity between the family, and which was like further built up when the brother of Frederick, Benjamin, sold a slave girl to John Bell. But John Bell allegedly decided that the slave girl was far too young. So Christ knows what he had planned for her and wanted Benjamin to keep hold of her until a time when she was older and he could come back and get her. And when he did, Benjamin kind of reneged on his deal and said, no, she's worth more money. I want more money off you. So after some to and froing, John Bell ended up selling the slave back to Benjamin for more than he'd bought her off Benjamin for.
1: Before we carry on, does this get spooky ever or is this like horrible slave trade Eastenders? Cuz this is this 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 is Oh no, no,
2: no. So so this is this is I'm setting the scene. I'm okay. setting the scene. So then the the Batts family again thought this was extortion and took him to court on a, a charge of extortion and John Bell was found guilty of extortion and was excommunicated by the church in in uh, Red River. So there's this animosity between the Bells and the Bats and it's primarily kind of perpetrated by the wife of Frederick Bat who was a woman called Kate who a lot of people in the local town thought was a practicing witch. Now this, this all feeds into what then starts happening. So shortly after all of this, weird things started happening to the Bell family. So it started with John Bell was out on his farmland Walking around with his shotgun as you do. And he spotted a large black dog like creature in one of his fields. And when he got closer to it, he noticed it had like the body of a dog, but the head of a rabbit. <laughs> so
1: if anything, that's that's less scary than a dog,
2: right? Well, when when I read this I just thought, that's a hare, right? A
1: bloody big hare.
0: They are well, big. Yeah. Hairs, hairs are much they bigger are than you big. think they are. Yeah. They're kind of hairs are big. They can be like up to your knee
2: height, can't they? They're kind of, yeah. yeah sort
0: of I don't think like, I like a I can, see, I can like, a, like
2: a little mini goat. Like a mini goat. So he took a couple of shots at this creature and this creature just kind of like vanished into the field. And when he went over to where it was, he could see no sign of it at all. This was kind of like the start of weird things happening. Uh, like one of, their, one of their, their slaves on the farmland claimed to have been followed by a large black dog. Um, a dog-like creature, and there was one of his daughters saw uh, a young girl in a green dress, like, swinging by her arms from an oak tree on the farmland. Is that spooky? I mean, could be.
0: If they're in the middle of, nowhere, jolly, middle of nowhere, then that would
2: be Jolly Japes,
3: isn't it? Who
0: what? It's Jolly Japes. It's
3: what you yeah, do. Yeah. You've
1: yeah. got nothing better to do. You
3: swing on a tree.
1: Did that girl have the head of a rabbit as
2: well? It didn't say. I don't okay. think she did. All right. no. Yeah, that's disappointing. So from there, it then started that the family, when they were in in the house at night, started hearing like banging on the outside of the house.
1: Oh, I thought you meant something else.
2: No, so they could start hearing banging on the outside of the house, and John and his sons would run outside to see if they could find who it was, and they would be who was banging. Who was banging? Yeah, and then these bangs then started appearing inside the house at night. So they keep the whole family awake with these these really loud banging noises. Oh right. <laughs> the kids the kids would claim to hear what sounded like rats gnawing at the bedposts and kind of like inaudible female whispers as well about the house.
3: We've all got our
1: techniques.
2: So, well, yeah. Isn't
1: that ASMR so, Mike? Isn't that what you like?
2: Oh yeah, but that's that's a different kind of.
1: That's it's not really se- sexy female whispers, yeah.
2: <laughs> so these sounds increase with frequency like from night to night.
3: So there was more um, banging in the
2: evening. Yeah, definitely. It's always in the evening. And one night their their daughter, Betsy, who was 14 at the time, apparently woke up to find that her long hair had been tied in a knot around the bed. So she tried to get up and her hair was tied to the bed and then an invisible force started slapping her around the face <laughs> and that she had these large red welts on her face and body from where she was Allegedly slapped by this invisible thing.
0: That's quite scary. Oh, that's, Do, that's petrifying, petrified. Yeah, yeah up. that is scary to, If you if somebody genuinely woke up woked? If somebody genuinely woked up. woke yeah, woke up, that's just like becoming all modern and cool.
3: Is that like say having your pronouns on your T shirt? Yeah.
0: Then that that would be um oh yeah, that would That'd be, be awful. That would be horrible, yeah. That's not nice, but you'd
3: also surely know about that while that was happening. But anyway, did, continue, did, did, continue. Just out of interest, Mike did was she, did she
2: see it and nobody else saw it? No, no. So that the the other family members that were in the room witnessed it like happening as well. So and it wasn't it wasn't just to her. So other family members were getting their hair pulled and their faces and bodies slapped by this invisible force that would leave red marks on them. To a the point where John Bellard told his family to keep all this these happenings a secret was john Didn't want anyone in the local community was
1: john bell doing it
2: well mm, who knows but it got to a point where he then confided in a friend of his called james johnston who he said look all this weird stuff's happening at the house will you come and stay overnight so you can see see it for yourself so james and his wife went to spend the night with him, and it was all peaceful and everything they went to bed and then all of a sudden this loud banging noises started happening. Their bed covers were pulled off the bed. They were slapped as well. James <laughs> it having Sounds a, like a good a, night. Yeah. James having like a, a large red handprint on his face from where he'd been slapped. And that James said that he thought it, there was an evil spirit in the words that recorded the kind the Bible talks about uh, within that house. And then. The, these voices that they'd been hearing had started becoming more pronounced and louder over time, like singing hymns, quoting scripture, having conversations with the with the children. Was it? was it, um, Didn't it?
3: Didn't it shout at one point?
2: Was it? There was something where someone someone asked what the the spirit's name was, and allegedly, it replied with Kate.
1: Yeah. So this this spirit, from what I'd read it started talking back to them so one of them i think it was john challenged it and said like who are you what do you want and then it started to converse with them in english but said that it was a disturbed spirit that was upset because it had been they they they'd upset its burial mound it was a native american spirit that had had its burial mound disturbed and it was somewhere on their property but it would speak english and quote bible verses which doesn't make an awful lot of sense to me
0: and called Kate.
1: And was called Kate. So, mm. bit of a smorgasbord, as these things often are.
0: But as we've discussed before, 14-year-old girl in the house, and well, we know they um, tend to attract the poltergeist type it's, of activity. It's the they?
3: hormones, isn't it? it Absolutely, much, yes. It draws, draws out the poltergeist. Yeah, I
2: mean, when when I was reading about the, the daughter, the 14-year-old daughter, and they're the getting slapped in the face and stuff, it made me think about the Enfield haunting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that is very kind of reminiscent of that.
1: Yeah, like has she been slapping herself? Yeah, or or have the kids yeah. been slapping each other and then saying it's a ghost because they want some attention? Because let's be honest, there'd be fuck all to do on that farm.
2: Wow. Well, yeah. True.
0: True. No, no internet. Um, one of
1: the one of the weird things I read was no TikTok. One of the one of the weird things I read was that this this Kate was actually quite communicative with them quite friendly with them and it would gossip with them about other things that were going on in the town because it it it, it apparently allegedly could be in multiple places at once and it could see what was happening in other people's houses and tell them about it and it was quite gossipy quite friendly it was very complimentary towards john bell's wife yes quite like bringing a fruit quite like john bell's children but really didn't like john bell
2: yeah
0: so was it just the bells that were reporting this? or Were other people in the town aware of what, what was going on?
2: So no, it was, just, it was just kind of confined to the bells and okay. his, his friend, James Johnston.
3: Right.
2: And there was even one of the things I read about his, his daughter, Betsy, when she got older, she got engaged to a guy called Joshua and she once again spotted this girl, this young girl in green, oh. swinging from an oak tree firearms who told her basically if she knew what was good for her she would end the relationship and bad things would happen if she married this guy.
1: I've 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 I've, so, I've seen two contradictory things on that. I saw one thing that said that the 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 witch was encouraging was was trying to encourage the family to let the let the daughter marry this Joshua and then the witch stopped visiting when the marriage was called off. And there's 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 some thought around that that maybe it was the daughter playing games so she could marry this guy and then when he didn't want to marry her she stopped. But also I had read the same as you, Mike, that it was the other way around and the the the, the mm-hmm. witch. I'm doing inverted commas again for anyone who can't see me. That the this this witch um was very against the idea of them getting married. So it's it's a, it's a little unclear to me. But obviously it's not real. So whichever 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 <laughs> one you like best.
2: Oh, whoever's oh, the cynic. First. Yeah, had silly. to
0: get in first, um, didn't he? Can't help himself. So, from a timeline perspective, so we're first of all talking about Betsy being fourteen when she gets her hair tied to the bed and things like that. And then, I mean, I know that people did used to get married younger back in. So long, this was about three days. or four
2: years later.
0: So have they been chatting consistently with some unknown entity in their house? What are you on about? Allegedly. It's not
2: it's not a unknown entity,
0: it's Kate the Witch.
2: Okay, yeah. so Kate the Witch. Witchy so, Kate. So, yeah, this all takes place over a four or five year period.
0: And this is consistent, kind of, she's, she, in inverted commas, is, mm. is just about all the time and having a good old gossip because she knows what's going on in town. But at That's the same
1: time, to threatening to kill John Bell. And She's really inconsistent, Kate. She, very inconsistent. Yeah. It's almost like she's made up. The <laughs> th- there were there were a couple of strange things that happened to John as well. So John apparently would would get quite weary, and he suffered from something called mouth paralysis, which obviously I've never had. But it it, it basically just meant that he you know uh, uh, uh you know he, he his, his mouth was stiff and he couldn't.
3: I've heard words. you I've heard you sound like that on many occasions. I think <laughs> you do suffer from that.
1: I mean, there's there's every chance that John Bell was an alcoholic. so there's there's i think one of the things about it is that this all kind of although there is apparently this this story of all this stuff happening in that area it only really became quite well known when a guy wrote a book about it as is often the way and he he i can't remember the guy's name ingram i think his surname he wrote this book based on what he claimed was john bell's diary that nobody has ever seen and that nobody can corroborate exists. But that's what he's based the accounts on up until the point that, of course, Mr. John Bell did
0: die. Now, hang on. I want to backtrack a little bit because in my limited amount of research that I did, sorry, Mike, um, there actually was quite a, I'm not going to use the word hysteria, but there was quite a kind of a buzz around this poltergeist activity to the point where one of the future presidents of America turned up I was up about
2: to mention that yeah
0: with his army yeah with his army and camped at the farm because this phenomenon that was going on was so well known so
2: well it's because allegedly John Bell Jr and his two brothers fought under Jackson
0: I imagine a lot of people and, and, fought under and, Jackson, but that's quite a big thing because he was like they, a colonel or something, wasn't
2: he? General. General. I so, mean, Top dog. So he'd, um, they'd they been talking about what happened at the farm. So on the way back through, they all, apparently, you know, this battalion of soldiers encamped at the farmhouse. But yes, carry on.
0: But did, did they witness anything? Were, were they there so, for... The
2: shits and giggles. So there were some things that happened, like wagons would get stuck in the mud, and then they'd be joking that it was the witch that was causing it. And then apparently, so the story goes, a disembodied female voice told Jackson that him and his army could proceed and that she would see them again later that evening. When they eventually got to the farm, there was a guy, a soldier who claimed to be a witch tamer, Joking, he had a silver bullet, and if he saw the Bell Witch, he'd fire the bullet at her, and and excuse me, and would uh, rid the farm of this evil spirit. At which point, he then apparently began to shake and convulse and dropped to the floor, having some kind of seizure, and that the uh, the soldiers thought that it was enough to convince them that the Bell Witch was real, and they wanted off the land.
1: There you go. I believe. I believe it. They
2: all packed up and went.
0: Are we mixing up our supernaturals here? A silver bullet reserved yeah. for werewolves. Because she was a werewolf. Can I just. Yeah. Right, well, okay. She right. was
1: right. allegedly a shapeshifter, wasn't she? Because she was the little girl, the rabbit dog, uh... the, the. She was a big bird at one point, like off Sesame uh... Street. She was a disembodied Oscar voice. Grouch. She was a dark yeah. shape. She was whatever they felt like saying she was to spook people.
2: So, yeah, there was that. So in 1820. Because the the Bell Witch had made it clear that her goal was the end of John Bell. During 1820, John Bell, as Matt said, with his face paralysis, was getting worse and worse as the year went on. So on December the 19th, 1820, he slipped into a coma and then passed away the following day. So the family, immediately after he died, they found this vial of a, a strange liquid found in the cupboard yeah now i've seen diff. i've seen different stories on this one was that when he when he passed away there was a strange odor coming from his mouth and they found this vial next to the bed op- and opened it up and it smelt of the same stuff and then there's another one that i read that they found this vial of liquid and decided to put a couple of drops on their cat's tongue yeah Instantly died.
1: I'd, al- I'd also heard they found it on the roof. There's because there's, you know there's no consistent story here because it's all made up.
2: I mean, it's the but, first place you'd go and look.
1: Well, of course it? it is. Yeah.
2: But then they they claimed that they then heard a disembodied female voice saying, "I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him." So John Bell Jr. threw the vial into the fire, and it burst into bright blue flame.
1: Ooh, that's witchy. Now here's a question for you and. Eddie, Lisa, if you were a shape-lifter, not shapelifting. If you a were a
2: shapelifter,
1: if you were a, a, a if you were a shape shifting spirit of the night that was allegedly a witch, how would you kill a man over a period of four years? Would you would you use poison, or would you maybe turn into a big rabbit faced dog and rip it to pieces? Why did it take her four
3: years? I think Lisa, as somebody who's probably contemplated. The murder of a, a a weakened old man on many of occasion. <laughs> Perhaps you should answer this for.
0: Um, I I think I think there's quicker ways. I think there's quicker ways to end a uh, to end a man's life. To be perfectly honest, if you're if that's what you.
2: Cut Ca- his happened. dick and let him bleed out. <laughs> well, Just stab the what he'd been doing. I mean-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Depends what, what he'd been doing you doing with that uh, appendage as to whether that was going to stay intact or not, but um. I don't know, I mean, I'm I'm unsure as to what this liquid is that would burst into flames.
1: I think, I'll come on to that. I think my point is, poison is such a boring human way of killing someone. that The fact that he was poisoned to death instantly says to me, well, it's definitely nothing supernatural then.
3: I mean, for me personally, I would have preferred some sort of loud screaming and then him kind of like frozen and then dies, but he's given it the whole. Yeah.
2: Well, apparently it didn't. It didn't end with him dying. No. Because oh, apparently okay. at his funeral, she <laughs> she was at his funeral. Of course she was. She's everywhere. Singing songs, mocking him, and yeah. generally disrupting the the. Uh, the congregation. The
0: mourners.
1: And yeah,
3: and yeah. and
0: so weirdly doing, they, doing the hokey pokey around yeah. the. Uh, I mean, yeah, so, what, I, what
3: I find really. I'm getting annoyed by this, <laughs> and it's because that we seem to have a lot of information from her perspective. Did she leave a diary? Perhaps that was on the gutter, on the roof next to the vial of poison. But we like, seem to know um, an awful lot about her activities. Yeah, she, she
1: she wrote a book called "If I Did It," and she uh, <laughs> she left it next to the body, and then
2: <laughs> so what she do it what? as a ghost writer. Oh, oh Jesus.
0: Brilliant! Now, Amazing.
1: the the weird The weird thing about that funeral, though, is that there is there are other corroborative witness statements to say that you know that that happened. But well, I, did she put
3: like a bit of a sing song on? Yeah, but I,
1: I I think there's probably an explanation for some of this that we'll we'll get into in a bit. the The poison that was used was most likely, I have read, because I'm not a I'm not a chemist, um, arsenic, because arsenic when burnt will emit a blue flame. Um, and would account for a slow paralysis. Um and was also something that was very commonly used in poison murders at the time. Yeah. So okay. the the actual the actual you know, the, the the tool by which this allegedly supernatural entity murdered a normal human was incredibly banal, incredibly basic, and the kind of thing that you would use to murder someone you didn't like. As a human, not as a creature of the night.
0: No, yeah, not as a spooky, spooky entity. And you know, was it? Cap- obviously, we've heard of it, kind of touching the, you know, touching the kids and slapping people and tying hair up and stuff. But was there any evidence of it? You know, being able to lift up vials of poison that nobody else knew about in the house. Now, houses in the early eighteen hundreds in America were. A little more than kind of one room, were they? So, how how do you all of a sudden? Well, I don't know. I mean, if you if
1: you think about it, we, it, we've already established that the Bells owned people. You know, as abhorrent as that is, that was not well, something yes. that poor people did.
0: No, the, true.
1: these these weren't you know a poor farm family who were just looking to try and plant crops and, and get away with it. They they would have had some wealth if they could afford you know, the disgusting act of owning another human being or several other human beings. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, I'm with you. I see what you're saying. So. And I so think you, actually. So,
1: on. one, one of the things that that I, I mean, there's a number of things that I've read about, you know, reasons for why people thought it was supernatural and all that stuff. But I think the actual murder of John Bell is a lot more mundane than that. Um, And I don't know if maybe the other stories were all told to hide a murder. And make it seem like something supernatural was going on, but then it would be odd that you would you would make all that stuff up before murdering somebody, unless you were really clever about it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a long drawn out process, that isn't it? I mean, if you if you wanted, mm, if if Mrs Bell had totally had enough, or Betsy Bell had 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 enough with with Mr Bell because he was an extortioner and been to court and all the rest of it, then. Mm. You'd have done it it quicker and faster if you wanted to be done with them. I don't know. Some people do do that, don't they? They poison people.
1: Yeah. Now, John Bell is is long dead, as is uh, Trevor Jordash from Brookside. But I'm I'm wondering (laughs) if there was a bit of Trevor Jordash going on where this was a man who was, you know, violent and sexually violent towards his wife and children, and she did away with him because she had had enough of it. And this is one of the reasons why it's remembered as being, you know, this this evil spirit assaulted the young girl because you don't don't want to remember that kind of thing if it's happened to you. Trauma does a hell of a lot of weird things to your brain. And I'm not saying that's definitely what happened, but it could have been.
3: So I was just going to say, I think societally as well at that time, it's very much a man's world, isn't it, as well? So I imagine people in marital domestic abuse sort of situations, they haven't got many options um, other than to, you know, potentially make any sort of deaths or incidents be the... Uh, the work the of the devil of some or of, a witch. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, yeah.
0: And they're all very kind of God-fearing, aren't they, in that kind of time in uh well, there's
3: a lot of beliefs isn't there a lot of beliefs a lot of belief systems in the yeah.
0: Ameri- america at that point
3: i think we should also point out that trevor jordash was a fictional character from a soap opera in the 1990s who abused his wife and daughter and was murdered and placed under the patio is
0: that brookside it that was, was Brookside. Uh, yeah. i didn't watch i didn't watch it no, actually it family
1: Actually, Eddie, that was a very useful public service announcement because I just assume that everybody has exactly the same cultural standpoints as me (laughs) and and they obviously know Brookside from the 1990s.
2: One of the things that I read stated that John Bell was the first person in history whose death was recorded as being killed by spirit. But I've just had a look online and I can find nothing that corroborates that.
1: There are some things I've read that think it might have been the girl using ventriloquism to project her voice and make people think that you know there was something going on while she was in the room but not appearing to speak, but i think i've seen I've seen ventriloquism used as an excuse for weird things a few times that are a little bit kind of you know early 1800s because ventriloquism was thought of as being like magic wasn't it?
0: the fact that this entity was called Kate now going back to the start of the the story, Mike, now that was Kate Bat. Is that so? Yeah, are but we, she she oh. didn't.
2: Kate Batts didn't die until 1847, so she but, outlived John Bell.
0: But was she who was portrayed as a bit of a witch? It was Kate Batts, wasn't it? Now, it was, do, it was do Kate we Bats. think because we haven't discussed about whether we think that she might have been going into some kind of spiritual trance, like, a, like and, an astral
1: projection kind of thing? Yeah
0: projecting oh, you know.
1: a, a spirit out into the Bell oh, family Yeah, house. you know, is
0: that kind of, you know, is that what
3: we're, you know? Are we, are we talking about the famed Kate Bats who was a ventriloquist with her with a, a goat puppet that happened to have a bunny rabbit head? Yeah. Got, no. got, got Yeah. Maybe.
2: No, I mean, apart from the, the rumours that she was a practising witch, there wasn't really anything to link her to what was going on. And as Matt had said, if it was the wife or the daughter or both kind of perpetrating a long drawn out murder that they were just trying to take that heat off them. by. It's a
3: a coincidence though, isn't it, Mike? She's got the exact same name. She's
0: got the name and she's a witch apparently. And
3: they're, you know, they're working. They're like, they're, they're working the land. They're not the most creative people.
0: And And why would this story be called the bell witch haunting? If it's not, if it's just a ghost, a ghost and a ghost or a poltergeist, then you wouldn't, they're not, it's not a witch, is it? I I think it's, I think
1: it's because at that period in America, they blamed everything on witches, didn't they? They're probably just desperately looking for someone to set fire to or drown. (laughs) Um, Any excuse? One one thing I did think um, was because some, some people outside of the family allegedly had conversations with this entity and it would, it would like put on voices and do and basically to their mind, channel people they knew to them. So one, there was an Englishman visiting and he said that the entity spoke to him and basically did his, his mother's voice to him and spoke to him as though she was her, his mother. Um, oh, okay. And apparently when he went back to England, he wrote them a letter and said that his mother had been visited by a spirit.
0: Oh,
1: so there's, there's mm. I, I mean, I, I don't uh, believe that, obviously, but it's one of the things of I read and I thought it might be quite but, interesting. But one, one of the things I did there. think, one of the things I did think was maybe this was a lady con man, a con woman, or, you know, a confidence trickster who was, was a woman um, who might have been interested in John's wife because there, there were a lot of compliments paid by this witch in inverted commas and somebody who could do voices, maybe do ventriloquism, really didn't like John wanted him out of the way, maybe there's an element of that. maybe the lady who was singing and laughing when John was dead was real,
0: but yeah for four, but this person's been hanging around four years I mean she's yeah. been living in the barn with she the, may have
1: been that banging you know, at poor, night
0: unfortunate slaves or maybe it was one of the, maybe that, it was a slave thing
1: that banging at night might have been hmm? Mrs. Bell and Kate it's the you know it's the it's, past. You're turning well, this into a lesbian fantasy. I'm 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 well, turning could this. Have been slapping. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna release a, a short erotic novella through Amazon <laughs> Publishing. Um, the Bellend Witch. The Bellend. Well, no, she's probably not that interested in Bellends. I think that's the point I'm trying <laughs> to get know, at. true. <laughs> oh, the sec, the I, sex I witch belch.
2: of Bel Air. I did want to call it. I did <laughs> oh, I like it. I did
3: find quite an interesting quote, which is from the guidebook for Tennessee, and it's pu- it was published in 1933 by the Federal Government Works Project Administration. That's not a mouthful. And uh, there's a little bit where it talks about Kate's voice. This is Kate, Kate, the poltergeist, witch, entity, ventriloquist, <laughs> not the wife. And apparently it said that uh, the character spoke at a nerve-wracking pitch when displeased while at other times it sang and spoke in low musical tones.
1: There we go. There were, I mean, because the, there were times when it's allegedly come back as well. So it apparently yes. told uh, told the children that it would return seven years later, and it did, but they ignored it and it went away again, which seems a bit odd to me. But then also there was a load of furore um, in the, in the early 1900s, kind of the, the the centennial of the events that happened at the the Bell Farm, um, where which which have probably been stirred up because of that uh, allegedly authenticated history of the Bell Witch uh, that was released at the end of the century, but they kind of they were all expecting it to come back and to talk to people and like there was a big, you know, a, a big lot of attention around it. That basically was when things like the um, Bell Witch Cave became popularized because that then became the center point of where you could go to try to commune with the bell witch but it's still very much part of the folklore around there and you know there were there were people who claimed that they'd seen it then or had spoken to it then there was one person who said that they had they were they were walking home and they saw a rabbit and the rabbit scared them so they ran away and as they were running, they realised the rabbit was following them. And the rabbit kept up with them the whole run until he was so exhausted he had to stop. And then the rabbit came and sat next to him and said in a lady's voice, that was a fun race, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> Mental.
3: Have you been nibbling on them mushrooms like me, mate? I mean, you know. <laughs> said the it, rabbit. Yeah. There was a, there was another thing that I thought was quite interesting. So, you know, this whole idea that she left the family in 1821 but vowed to return seven years later. Apparently, when she did return, she she shared many prophecies about the future. And one of those was the Civil War, when she remarked that brothers will rise up against brothers and wage a great war. And apparently, she also talked about World War I and World War Two, which was about 107 years before it actually kicked off. Mm.
0: Do people these days still have a strong belief that the Bell Witch...
3: The people at the gift shop really
2: do <laughs> so there, there is there is like a little music so on the site of uh, the farm now, there's like a school but there is this little wooden shack like building which people believe is the actual farmhouse and there's oh. a, a small little museum in there with little trinkets and stuff is um, the
1: is the gift house run by a kindly old lady called Kate <laughs> I wish That's it
0: was that would be amazing
2: I, I don't know but if um I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to it but there's a witch museum in
3: I've I've been to it. I know exactly the one that yeah, you're talking about. It's,
2: um. Oh, what's it? the name of the town that got really badly flooded? Uh, Boss Castle. Boss Castle. That's Jesus,
3: you definitely. I can I can't <laughs> so tell you the, why Lisa's laughing without.
2: It was run by a really back then and we're talking like the the mid 80s. It was run by a really witchy looking woman who I just remember, like, scared the shit out of me. So what do we all think? Do we think there was really a malevolent spirit traumatising a family and murdering the husband?
3: I mean, I like any story that involves uh, people getting slapped round the face and reports of lots of banging at random times and some sort of goat stroke rabbit-headed dog, but I'm not feeling this one it feels like a cover up we're not getting to the truth of this one i don't think
2: yeah no i i i think i think this is it's like a midsummer murder really isn't it for our international yeah, listeners
3: it's a it's, a, it's a, a a crime investigation where somebody dies and the same cop comes and finds out who did it much in the style of columbo for our international basically listeners. it's
2: it's been going so long that there theoretically should not be anyone left in midsummer because they've all been murdered by now.
0: So, Bell Witch, for me, it's all a little bit confused. I think the story, to be honest, it's all—it's just seems a bit of a a mish of of lots of different things. So, it wasn't really a witch, but there was a witch that was wronged by the Bell family, and it's it's all a bit odd. But it went on for a long time, and everyone seems quite convinced about it, even though it was only. It was only like two hundred years ago, so I don't kind of. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I would. I would like. I do like a poltergeist. I do like a ghost and a witch story. But it
3: doesn't know what it wants to be. No. Is it no. a poltergeist? Is it a witch? Yeah. Is it a poisoner? Is
2: it? Is it like a FaceTime capable? I think phantasm. I think
0: if yeah, it's a bit odd, if right?
2: it if it hadn't been for the poisoning, yeah, then I think I would have kind of ranked it up there with the like. Enfield haunting and, you know, uh, there's something a bit Amityville about it. Yes. yes. Here's yeah. a question. Here's a question you know, a f- for a you. A family being terrorised. Here's a question yeah, for For a long time.
0: You.
1: Now, Before. again, playing devil's advocate or witch's advocate in this case, I think to figure out what the bell witch is, I think you need to separate the murder from it. So if, mm-hmm. you, if, if we assume instead that the, the witch didn't kill John because, you know, she, she probably wasn't interested in that. Or if she was, she'd have done it in a much more creative way than just using some poison that she bought from a shop. If we assume that the daughter or the wife or someone else who didn't like John, because he sounds like a bit of a prick, killed him and just used the yeah. witch as a cover-up, does that change your view on it, Mike? Because then it is just about the hauntings and the weird goings-on and different people claiming that they spoke to it and all that kind of thing. But
2: Yeah, I mean, if... <laughs> If it was just about the hauntings and the weird goings on, then I think I'd be more inclined to be more open to it, mm. because we know I I I you know I believe in that stuff. Yeah, if if it was just down to the pure, the family being terrorised by a poltergeist, then yeah, I think I'd I'd be more inclined to believe it.
1: You see, I I I I very much think the actual murder, the bit the part of interest is the bit where somebody's used this as a cover up to murder John which is which is a good thing because yeah. he was a slave owner and an absolute piece of shit so I'm glad he died but the 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 stories about the weird spirit i think they're quite interesting i don't believe it don't get me wrong but i think it's quite interesting that there's the, almost rather than thinking of it as a witch is it more of a kind of a a weird nature spirit that was messing with people and lived in the area and still lives in the area today and turns into a very fast bunny rabbit. I mean, no, the answer's no, but <laughs> I, like some but kind of
2: sprite.
0: But is yeah. it? Yeah, well, yeah. But I,
1: exactly. I, 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 I think that's it. I think it's almost like a, too much has been piled into one story here for it to yeah. have any kind of true threads that you can pull into. But the idea yeah. of there being this kind of ancient nature spirit that maybe could see the future, Eddie. You know, maybe could shapeshift, but didn't murder John Bell.
3: Yeah, it's it's like a bit of, it's like a compilation. It's all the best bits, forced into mm. one unnecessarily. But I do, lo- I, what I do like is I like the fact that Kate's a bit of a shit. So, you know, she's a bit of, she's a bit of a stirrer. Yeah. She's, you know, she seems to, I mean, she acts in a way that I imagine somebody who's quite inebriated would like, she likes to have a bit of a sing song. She likes to slag off the neighbours. So she actually sounds like she'd be quite a good character.
1: In my head, she's some kind of sexy immortal lesbian lady who's kind of rocked into this ass backward 1800s Christian settlement in in south in, in the southern states of America, and been like, mm, "I like the look of your wife. You're dead." <laughs> I th- just, lesbian slant. On well,
0: this I point. mean, that's I mean, my version of that. it. Yeah,
1: that's I like, my I like it. it.
3: I, I think I'm in agreement with you, Matt. I think if you separate if you take the kind of the murder element away from it, it actually is in some ways perhaps a little bit more interesting, a bit more intriguing anyway. But yeah, the kind of the, I don't know, it just it feels a bit boil in the bag, doesn't it? It's, it just sounds like it was all invented to, you know, to cover up, you know, a murder. And like with a lot of these kind of older historical pieces when we discuss them, the, the lack of any kind of reliable facts. I mean, who knows? I mean, you know... John Bell, slave owner, and all, you know altogether a bit of a you know, in a, in a historical context, you know, in a, from a modern day perspective, not a great guy, but I mean he you know he could have he could have had cancer, who knows? He could have just died under natural causes. That the fact that there's so many different kind of explanations for that, you know, that vial of medicine, you know, it's I just feel like that the lack of any credible records makes it all just seem a bit of a nonsense.
2: I think we're in a a four-way, sceptic uh, yeah. gangbang.
3: We're in a a quadrangle of scepticism.
2: We're in a sceptic centipede. Bags it at the front. Oh,
3: my God. Bags it at the
2: back, the back, the back then. then. He always has to lower <laughs> the tone, <time>, doesn't he? <laughs> hey? Always. Always.
0: For our international always. listeners, uh, the humans... I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's like my bit. Like get, get your own little... Sorry,
0: sorry. Just in case anyone hadn't seen that disgusting.
2: <laughs> so that's been our episode on the the Bell Witch. So much like the the Blair Witch Project, it it's all made up. So
3: can I, can I just jump thanks. in at this point, Mike, and say yeah. that we've been really enjoying some of the the you know the listener messages that we've been getting on Instagram and Facebook. And again, if there's anything that you'd like us to look into, we're more than happy to get our detective hats on. I was gonna say caps on. You don't get detective caps, but we'd be more than happy to kind of share some of your stories as well if you wanna if you want to do that. I mean Mike knows all of the handles and mechanisms for getting in contact with us off the top of his head. And what are they, Mike?
2: I do. So you can get in contact with us via email which is skeptics and believers podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, which is SNB pod and the number one, or you can follow us on the gram which is Skeptics Believers Pod. So obviously we're on Facebook as well. they so just search for Skeptics and Believers Paranormal Podcast. But yeah, we're in a new season now. So there's going to be loads more content coming over the next nine to 10 weeks. Thanks ever so much for listening. And until next time, do take care of yourselves.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by Obsidian Shark Productions. The music featured in this podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org and is used under the Creative Commons license. More details can be found on our website.